Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Good Film Hunting. Today, we have two special guests. We, the ladies of DAME TV blog, and I would like to introduce them and have them explain a little bit about what their blog is all about. So, Erin, tell us, how did you guys start this blog? Um, all right, well, me and Ashley uh, were interested in getting um, our, our writing uh, out there in the public and kind of practicing just for ourselves, uh, you know, covering television and what's new in, in film so that we can kind of give our perspective and kind of address in a mainstream way some of the things that we address uh, academically as far in scholarship as far as you know race and representation um, in kind of a mainstream format that's kind of what we do you want to take that away <laughs> I mean yeah it really just kind of started as like a an idea like me and Aaron were both talking about like we wanted to sort of start writing um, in a different format that wasn't necessarily academic writing but sort of had remnants of sort of critical analysis, critical thought. Um, and so we just was like, well, why don't we just make something together? Because on our own, we wouldn't do it at all. Um, so we decided to just sort of get together um, and create a blog. Uh, so we can actually just keep each other like, you know, like pushing each other so we can actually write. No, that's awesome. I would honestly say like, even for Annie and me with this podcast, like there's no way I would do something like this on my own. Ever. Except that I'm trying to, I might start my own podcast, Shelter. Sorry. You're leaving me in the dust. Um. <laughs> no, but I've become so obsessed with Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, that I was joking with my roommate that I should do Annie Bourdain, Parts Known, and just do like random things I do in Chicago. <laughs> okay. I don't think anyone will listen, but it would be funny. <laughs> I mean that's the thing with getting your work out there you never know if anyone we don't know if anyone's reading it but like we enjoy doing it so that's what counts I guess yeah. well no and yeah. I mean I, I'm all about the female creators like I feel like we're four female strong people maybe strong women maybe my brain's just crazy who are out there just like doing it so I'm proud of us guys <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yay. <laughs> so one of the things I okay, I there's many things I really enjoy about your blog. Um, in particular the use of bitmojis, but I also really like how you came up with your name and I thought that was really cool. Would you be able to describe that a little bit? Yeah, so D A M E stands for Dr. A and Master E. Um and it's basically like Aaron has her masters, uh, and I'm going towards my doctorate, so it was just a clever way. Um, to name our blog. That's because you guys are that represents sort of. Dang, <laughs> that is what it is. Okay, and since <laughs> since you've started writing, what has been the most like interesting or important piece that you think you've written, or like, or new show, new film that you've loved? Um. um. For me, Moana, for sure. It's I, I, for me. It's like Moana has changed my life. Yes, it's it. It really is, and 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 I think about it all the time because I think about 
like if I were a young girl and had gotten the opportunity to see this story when I was like a kid who this technically is you know intended for or whatever like I think that I would be a completely different person because I'm like if it can affect me like when I'm an adult like what might it have done when I was like a child like thinking that I could do things on my own in a way that I don't think uh, any other children's film has really kind of tapped into in, in, in such a strong and vivid way that Moana has. So for me, Moana has been my, I think strongest piece of writing and my most exciting to, to write. So, Oh, that's, I don't know. I don't know if you could actually, you're the only other person I know is read all (laughs) Uh, you definitely were quite enthusiastic about it, even when we talked about it. Like you really loved it. I still haven't seen it, so but you know how I feel about animation. I mean, I, I still That's haven't so seen. Wrong. I still haven't seen Frozen, so I, I don't do animation. Sorry, Frozen's dumb. You're Moana, good. If you... Moana's worth I, it. I, I don't know. It's something about I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen an animation since like Lion King. That's this is this is on par, <laughs> not better. But her okay. her review of it really did actually make me want to see it. I mean, it, actually, like I would say, it is incredible for so many reasons, and one of the main ones is is that I've not seen a film almost of like animated or non animated varieties in which gender is not presented as an obstacle in some way. Like mm-hmm. in this one, she just is and she does. And there's no one, there's no one who questions it, like, based on the fact that she is a girl. And to me, that was so cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Okay, yeah. but Ashley, yeah. how about you then? What's one thing that you guys have watched since starting your blog that you're like, yeah? Um, I don't know. I'm the t- TV person. Like, I, so it's, it's actually, it makes a statement about current television that I can't think of anything. Wait, um, this is us? because I like this. Is us. You like what? Really? This is us. I I, I never watched this. No. Is us, and Aaron didn't make it seem like it was something worth watching. I liked it. I like it. <laughs> um, what do I? Sterling like? K. Brown is really good, but yeah, he just got cast in Black Panther, and I'm so excited. It's gonna be a phenomenal. Really? Movie. Oh, yeah. that's. Yeah, that's good enough. He's he's really talented, and that really like comes through. And he's like the only reason I'm still watching This Is Us because everyone else is such a to me such a cookie cutter like character that I'm like I'm so bored. I'm I'm so bored of everybody else and everything else that's <laughs> happening. And I I know the show like is so busy patting itself on the back. Like it's we're so special and important. You know we're we're flipping back between the seventies and eighties now. And I, I'm just like I'm good, you guys. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there are definitely some things I enjoyed writing. Like I enjoyed writing about. Um, the Netflix Gilmore Girls. That was pretty fun. Okay. Um, I couldn't good. stand writing about pitch every week because um, I just had <laughs> high expectations for the show and it just was very disappointing. That doesn't surprise me that it was disappointing. <laughs> Is that bad? No, it's not. It just, it didn't have a character that you like. I Like, I don't understand. 
Like, she's in the major leagues, but she's not a very likable person. She literally has no friends. Mm. But you want me to tune in every week to watch her. I don't I don't know what they thought. Right, right, fair. Okay. So, yeah. Oh. So, okay, I'm so excited to link out to the blog. I've read, like, several of the pieces, and it's fun. I think it's so great that you guys are doing this. Um. So, be, that being said, so what... What from this past week in terms of anything pop culture related has been the most exciting for you? So Can I start? Of course, Annie, you seem so into it, so please. I am. Um, by far the best pop thing that happened in pop culture this week was the queen coming out and going to ma- to church today. I was like really nervous about her health slash like if she was alive. Oh and I'm just really happy. So she's alive. I texted Eleanor right away when I found out this morning. I did wake up um, to a text about the Queen's health. Yes. <laughs> she, she, she walked. She walked. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's my current high. <laughs> um, I just saw Hidden Figures. That was really good. Yes. That was a really good movie. I didn't see that yesterday happen. You didn't see it? No, I was supposed to see it yesterday, and then, like, shit happened and whatever, but, oh, shoot, sorry. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> you're, good you're good, don't worry about it. Uh, I'll probably, I'm probably even catch. Okay. No, it's good. It's long, but it's good. Yeah. What faces is Eleanor making? Sorry, Anna saw Hidden Figures with Ashley, and while Anna's cooking, she's making comments about how the fact that it does not feel like it's two hours long and that's that- a lie that's definitely a lie it felt like two hours oh my God. <laughs> that's a goddamn lie <laughs> like i i love i love taraji and i think it's she explores her dramatic abilities um octavia spencer is basically the same person um Always. janelle monet was good <laughs> But it felt like two hours. It was a good two hours, but it felt like two hours. Okay. Okay. I'm going to see it, but I do have a question. Is it, um, how light savory is Kevin Costner? Um, he has like, maybe like one moment in the film. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. Can, can Anna agree? Since that's like, I feel like she's part of the conversation. I can agree with that. It was like one. It was or one two moment. Moments. Yeah, it was like one really big moment. But besides that, he was just kind of there to do his job. That right. Like he wasn't really a, like he he was more worried about whether she could do what she said she Basically. could do. Basically, he was oh, more worried okay. about getting the work done than the people than like them. Oh, than them as people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Aaron. How about you? Um. Yeah, kind of, I guess not really, like, media-related, I guess, but sort of. Um, U2's going on tour. That's Ooh. official. It's uh, speculated that it's going to be... Yeah, U2. Oh, okay. Like, Bono? I know U2. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sounded good of you. <laughs> so tickets are supposed to go on sale next week. Um, for the Rose Bowl, uh, May twentieth. So we'll we'll see if I can get tickets, which I'm very excited about because their last tour was phenomenal. You saw it twice, right? As always, <laughs> you do love. Them. I did, I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I do, I do, I did. I do love they're going. 
You are you are the concert queen. It's the best. Um, <laughs> and I'm saying right now, like you could do a podcast just about like go, talking about going to concerts, and like a lot of people don't go to concerts and don't kind of know the protocol, the ins and outs, even the ticketing. Oh, like you do concerts like a champion, and you have a you system, and you have expectations, and they are I- met. Yes. Yes, I do. But do you feel like these people are worth going to see? Like, that's my thing about concerts. Like, there aren't very many people I pay to see. Yeah. I mean, like, I only pay for people that, like, I think are super special or, like, super great performers that are, like, worth going to check out, worth spending, like, big money to see. Like, like, the people that, like, you know, go, like, you think about, like, when they're dead, are you going to be, like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. I saw them sing live, and that's what I think about. Okay. <laughs> and, like, realistically, you know, when you think about, like, oh, Frank Sinatra, like, wouldn't have that have been awesome to, like, have seen Frank sing live? Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are the people that you think about, like, are they going to matter when they're gone? And so that's so, how you choose your concerts. Like, well, if this person was dead, yeah, but I feel bad. Would, yeah, would I feel like, shit, I missed out. I missed right. my chance to see them. Yeah, that's what I, I would feel like, especially because I already like them. They're, it's not like I just pick random artists. Like, I pick people <laughs> who put on a good show, who are entertaining and, like, engaging. You know, it's like, I've seen J-Lo. Is she my favorite singer? No, but she put on a phenomenal show. I'm about to see Backstreet Boys. I mean, I already saw them with New Kids couple of years back when they did like a joint tour but i'm gonna go see their solo show in vegas it because they put on a good show and like it's entertaining and it's it's cool oh you know i'm gonna see lionel and mariah carey um i'm going to see the package tour this summer which is new kids on the block boys to men and paula abdul together so had a bunch of hits sorry no exactly okay <laughs> she she loves New Kids on the Block. Um, so does Erin. I do love New Kids on the Block. She went on a cruise, right? You went on a New Kids cruise. I've been on four. Oh, my goodness. It's like her and Kimmy and- Gibbler. <laughs> <laughs> she is actually on the cruises. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time you told me that, and I was so excited because she's my celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> you almost go on the next one because you just wanted to see Kimmy Gibbler, not even New Kids on the Block. No, I, I don't think that's a purchase I would make, but it's an idea. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> it, yeah, that would be kind of an expensive, like, star sighting, but, you know. Yeah. Not really a star, so it's not. <laughs> at least for me, it's like, I love the New Kids, you know, it's like, you know, I've, I've gotten... I, Two kisses from Donnie on the lips, and they were magical moments in my life that I'll never forget. So, yeah. Okay, how about you? Um, I would say the thing I enjoyed most this week was I listened to a uh, the Frame podcast interview with David Oelio, and I didn't recognize this. I didn't know this about him, but I like became obsessed with him in that he. Only he like really tries to work with female directors, and I guess that like it makes sense once you look at the stuff he's done recently. But I personally hadn't put that together, and he was talking about how important that is for him. Um, and also just hearing him speak, and he has such a beautiful 
like accent and he's like classically oh, trained and it would like I could have listened to him talk about you know what I mean like baseball statistics for an hour and I would have been like fine but he was talking about really like beautiful powerful things so it made it all the better um so that was my favorite thing <laughs> of the book yeah yeah all right so now to the Matilda now to the Matilda okay so would you be able to give us a synopsis, like a little background about Matilda? Because I had never seen it. I don't think Annie had seen it. I literally saw it for the first time, like, I finished 30 minutes ago. Yeah. you never seen Matilda? Yeah. No. What year did it come out? 96. It did come out in 96. I have the IMDb open. Don't worry. 96. Okay. I was five, but I'm sure I saw it later, much later. It's like always on TBS. I feel like that's how I grew up like watching it on the reruns on TV. I think there's a couple reasons why Annie and I didn't see it when we were little. I remember going to see it in theaters, but with our like kind of adoptive aunt who is the family friend. And then we were watching it, and then she didn't like it, so we left, and she didn't let us finish the movie. And then right. <laughs> we never. Well, that's a horrible story. <laughs> no, it's okay. I get it now that I've seen it. Um, she, I <laughs> routinely this I woman. I get it. I get it. But routinely, this woman would take us to movies midway through, decide she didn't like them, and make us leave. Like this also happened for Good Burger. Um, like you I didn't get to see the end of Good Burger. No, and we didn't have cable growing up, so like we didn't see. That's we... a horrible childhood. <laughs> no, we're, we we I didn't have cable either. I didn't have cable till I was eighteen when I went away to college. That was like what? my first time with cable. I've had cable yeah. since as far back as I can remember. No, like I would get like a little sneak at my grandma's house because they had cable, just because. They live in an area where it's like the local channels don't even come through if you don't have cable. So it's like when we'd go visit, like we could watch like Nickelodeon and, and stuff like that. But um, no, like at my house, no, we had like a TV that like you had to punch the numbers like on the physical <laughs> TV. Have like a remote. It was like there was like channel like two, four, five, seven, nine, thirteen, and B. I don't know what was on channel B, but channel B. <laughs> It was a weird, yeah. <laughs> but Ashley, why did why did you select Matilda as like the childhood movie for you? I'm a, I, well, for me, I have a couple. One is Matilda. Another one is like Parent Trap, Ugh. and it's just like one of those childhood movies that, I, like, even to this day, I still quote because I I like saw it so many times. Um, I haven't seen it as an adult. I will say that I should probably have watched it as an adult, but no me. I'm quite familiar with the film. Um, yeah, it was just one of those shadow movies that, I don't know, was like escapist. Mm -hmm. It was like you, she had abilities that you wished as a child at some point that you had. Okay, that's fair. I see that. So I like, again, as I said, I literally saw this movie for the first time like 30 minutes ago. And I'm a teacher, so I think that that adds like a different, like, I don't know. I mean, I think I just viewed it in a different way than I would have as a child. But truthfully, like, so my mom 
so Eleanor told the story of our aunt like making us leave the theater. Yes. But whenever the, the movie would come on TV and when I'd be like, Mom, I want to watch Matilda, my mom would be like, no. It <laughs> makes parents seem stupid. And I always thought that that was like my mom just being mean. But having now watched this movie as an adult, I'm like, it does make parents and adults seem incredibly cruel and, and unloving and unforgiving and all this stuff. And I was watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh, Like, do I talk about my students the way that this principal talks about hers? Like, I, I really did. I turned to my roommate and I said that and I was like, do I talk about them like this? Like, I got worried about it. Um, and well, maybe that's a good or bad thing, but I, like, get it. Like, I understand my mother more now. Well, and additionally, like, for me, what really stuck out was this idea that, like, children should be able to punish their parents or, like, punish adults. And I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Maybe this is me becoming more adult, as I was like, I'm feeling victimized. Um, but, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I, feel that I felt that, too, Eleanor. <laughs> I felt that. Oh my goodness, you guys! I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a movie for kids. So if you look at it like that, like you know, as a child, you have all these fantasies and you have all these sort of perceptions of the world around you, and you think of adults as like sometimes really cool people that you can't do anything about. And so Matilda's one of those movies where it's like the child finally gets the revenge and the happy ending. Uh, I don't know. Yes, okay, I, when I was five years old, I had this kindergarten teacher who used to always threaten to cut my fingers off with her paper cutter. What? <laughs> I swear, I swear. And as a five-year-old child, I had no idea that that was wrong at all until I, like, grew older. I was like, damn, that was really me. Um, yeah, like, she was, she was like, my trash <laughs> Uh, So maybe that's really why Matilda sticks with me. Because I had sort of a teacher like that. That's she wasn't as cruel. Like, she didn't take small children and throw them, but she definitely threatened. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, like, I'll be honest, I saw this movie when it was in theaters. I, you know, I was 10 when it came out, I guess, if that's 96. Um, so... I, but I, I honestly haven't seen it since. So I was, I didn't get to finish watching, but um, I'm watching it and it's all kind of like, as it's happening, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah, I remember this. But everything felt completely like if you had asked me like two minutes before anything that just happened, <laughs> happened in the movie, I'd be like, nah, I don't remember that. But once it happened, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so that just kept happening to me throughout that. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, the principal. Oh, yeah, like, they were, it was, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, the pigtails, she swirls her around, and, like, oh, yeah, there was, like, the nice teacher. Oh, yeah, like, I don't fucking, I didn't, I didn't remember. How do you not so, remember? But I the think I, I, principal, the chocolates, yeah, like, I all that stuff. Dude, the I didn't remember board. any of that stuff. Like, I didn't remember that he was a car salesman. I didn't remember nothing. All I remembered was, like, that they filmed this movie in Whittier, which is where I live. So Really? They filmed it, it's, it in it's Whittier? It's Friendly Hills. It's so weird. Yeah, and I remember this specifically because we were in elementary school, and we went to the house that they filmed Matilda at, because <laughs> it's, like, right up the street from where I live. And they had, like, taken the house, because they I guess they liked this house, 
and they had taken it and painted it how whatever like the brownish ugly color that's in the movie and it was like there it was like a film set and i just remember being like super like oh my god it's a real film set like it's hollywood here in whittier or whatever and then also i think i'm pretty sure that library is doheny <laughs> like oh for my sure god. like legit like the desk is different but it is definitely doheny it oh looks exactly like it and then when they do the shot the reverse shot of matilda like coming in like i've been through those doors i've been up that freaking staircase <laughs> enough time that's doheny all day long the desk is just different i don't know if it was like that back in 96 or they just set design like it looked better that way like oh my gosh for sure though exciting i don't know what doheny is it's the library at usc it's the library. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a very pretty library. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my gosh. I think you're right. Wow. I I know I'm right. Like I I know that hallway. I know that entrance. I know that book and book stack. Oh shoot. No, ah, you're good. You're good. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> Okay, is Eleanor, is it time for radical honesty? Are we about halfway through? Yeah, let's take a moment for radical honesty. Uh, okay. I feel like there should be like a musical introduction or something. I agree. I think that's where we're going to get to next. Our different segments have to have like little little things. Yeah. I agree. We're working like on small, it. Small, like a little musical intro. That yes. truly is time for radical honesty. Da, da, da. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. um i have a moment of radical honesty and it was a smaller one but it comes to me because i was like dancing by myself in my apartment yesterday and (laughs) it was like primarily to chris brown music and then i felt bad because i don't feel bad about liking chris brown music so your radical honesty is that you don't feel bad or just like we're confessing things we're confessing things (laughs) Erin radically honest so what something about Chris Brown and then it cut out oh Eleanor doesn't feel bad about liking Chris Brown oh I see (laughs) I I say you can listen to his music as long as you don't buy it okay yeah I'm I'm into that I mean, I don't yeah. buy any music, so it's never a problem. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be radically honest next? I, I don't have anything. I, I have to see an example. So there was one. Why don't you go? <laughs> okay. I can go. Yeah, one. Yeah. Radical honesty. I'm pretty upset at my dad, and I love him, but I'm upset with him because we were supposed to get dinner tonight, which would have been great for me because then I would have had to make my own dinner or pay for it, right? Like the dream. But he decided that he wanted to watch the Packers game instead of getting dinner. So here I am without my dinner paid for, thanks to the Packers. Woo! No Packers! Sorry. <laughs> Did they win? They won. They won. I love Anna being <laughs> fake enthused. I am enthused. <laughs> Just didn't keep up with the game. Okay. Erin, <laughs> you got something? No, I don't. I don't. 
like I don't I don't know what to say. Like I'm I feel like okay, I should be a specialist um, at, at radical honesty. Um like I need like a topic I don't know like okay so like I haven't I haven't seen it yet um I've been meaning to but I haven't seen La La Land and I know that um everyone's losing their shit over it and I'm probably I'll probably don't like it because you know I love Ryan Gosling. Um, even though I'm not a fan of Emma Stone, but Who I is? love Ryan Gosling, so I'm sure that right. But I I know I'm probably gonna like it because it's probably like super cute and charming. But like I have issues with even just what I've seen in the trailer so far about where we draw the line from like homage and like winking at like classical musicals and stuff like that and at what point are we just like seriously copying and pasting changing names and pretending that it's a new fucking concept it's not um and i feel like and i just read my us magazine from like a couple weeks ago and apparently they they did like their hands like the cement at the at grauman's so i'm like oh my god they're gonna win everything this year whether they deserve it or not and it just like it really irritates me when i feel like this year even though i feel like it's sort of been shitty for movies i feel like there have been like a couple of really great examples where we're challenging some of like classical hollywood and this is just like a big fat like you know do me big daddy classical (laughs) hollywood film that like just it's just in love with itself it's in love with the hollywood golden age or whatever and you know with debbie reynolds having died which sucks because she was a gem but like they're gonna give it to it they're gonna give everything to it and i just know it and it just irritates me because i don't know that it's really that good okay i do have a question though um not that i disagree what do you think are the films that have been very uh, challenging and different? Um, I think that, I, I mean, for me, like, I really believe that, um, that Moana should be in the discussion beyond animation. Um, and I think, like, um, Moonlight, and I think that um, um, uh, Fences, and like, uh, I haven't seen Hidden Figures yet, so I'm like, I'm planning to get there, but like, I'm sure that's probably should be like, in the discussion, so it's just like, it's just, uh, it just, it's frustrating to me, like, you know, yeah, I just... I'm just like, everybody's just like sucking their toe over like Rogue One and like La La Land. Like they're the greatest thing on this planet. And I just, hey. Okay. No, no, no. And I, uh, I completely agree. Especially I, I am a little upset that Moonlight was getting some buzz and then that seemed to die down really radically. And I think that was yeah stunning. And it wasn't depressing, and it was a yeah. film that very easily could have veered into unwatchable just because of, like, the, the message yeah. in a sense. But it was so well done. Uh, yeah, but I would agree. Like, La La Land is nice enough, but, like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, 
Right, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that that's, like, problematic to me that that's going to probably win, like, top honors and everything. And I'm just like, you know, I love you, Ryan Gosling. I, I do think he's talented and gorgeous and wonderful to look at and consume. But I'm like, where is his nomination for the nice guys? Like, if it's comedy musical, not saying he's not good in La La Land, because, like I said, I haven't seen it. But, like, in The Nice Guys, he was solid. He was hilarious. Even Russell Crowe was, like, super funny in that movie. And it just totally got overlooked. Like, it was, like, nothing. And I'm like, even, like, films, like, I'm not saying it's the greatest film of our time, but, like, you know, films that, like, have a little bit more something to say, like, even Free State of Jones, like, like, where's the recognition for something in that? Like, right. uh, even ensemble-wise or writing-wise or whatever, like, where, like, where's that? Like, why are we just, like, in love with La La Land? <laughs> I don't know. I guess Hollywood's just in love with La but that's fine. It always has been, you know what I mean? It's the artist in color with sound. Okay. No, uh, fair, fair description. Oh. I would, yes, I would agree with that. All right. So transitioning back to our Wait, discussion. So what's actually radically honest? No. Oh, I wasn't. You're, you're so true, Annie. <laughs> yeah. You almost um, got away with it. I did. I did. Um, I, I don't know if you guys want to hear me radically honest. I don't know. Yeah. I do. I want to hear it. I do. My radical honesty is sometimes brutal. I, do. I don't know. Uh, well, okay, give me something, and I'll be radically honest about it. Um, um, what's the best, or who is the best music singer-songwriter right now? Uh, well, there aren't very many. Um, uh, right now, the best. I, I don't think there is anyone out right now that's, like, great. I think... Like, I'm a huge Mary J. Blige fan. But even her stuff right now isn't as great as it used to be. Um, I'm, like, Erin, I'm a huge Mariah Carey fan. But I prefer some of her older stuff. Um, I can't stand Beyonce. And if I was attacked for that online, I wouldn't care. Um, like, Beyonce's a great performer. Don't don't get me wrong. Beyonce is, a, is an amazing performer. But she is not the greatest singer on earth. Like, don't, and this is this is where her fans are, like, kind of stupid. She was in a film about singing and got outsung. No. So you can't really call yourself a queen. That's you let that's an American true. Idol reject outsing you. Whoa. That's true. Although, although, I still, although, I still disagree. I, I don't think she should have won the Academy Award. Because I just, I have issues. <laughs> well, I have issues. I'm okay with it, just in, like, in it's in it in whatever purposes it serves or whatever, but I you know. Wait, Jennifer Hudson I, won I an about, Academy Award for that? Yeah. Yes. I don't watch yes. the Academy Awards. Why? Why the hell would I know? I don't know because maybe you know. I. I did not. I don't know, but like you know, it's like to me, like um, I'm often unhappy with the choices that we're left with as far as like a lot of these categories and stuff go. But then when you are stuck with whatever choices I go and I say, okay, of these choices, what is truly the best performance of these choices or the best, whatever of these choices. 
And I, you know, I still maintain that she wasn't the best, but that's fine. Well, who was she up against? That's fine. Who I was still, she I, up against? Do you remember? Nah. Now I don't remember, but then I, but I remember feeling. I remember the feeling, so I know that I wasn't happy. Because <laughs> if you can tell me who she's up against, I'll, I'll give you some more radical honesty, and I tell you if she deserved it. I, I don't know. Okay, hold on. I'll check. Yeah, I'll now check. I'm like all into figuring it out who she was up against. Um. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like silent trying to figure this out. I know it's like the internet's like, uh, nope. She had to win for supporting, right? Like it wouldn't have been lead. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, of course, it was supporting. It was. Um. Oh seven. Oh seven. So Academy Awards. Okay, winners and nominees. Okay. Let's see. Okay, 2006 was... Okay, so she was up against Adriana Barraza in Babel, Kate Blanchett in Notes on a Scandal, Abigail Breslin in Little Miss Sunshine, That's- and Rinko Kikuchi. I killed, like, everyone's name in this. In Babel. Also, maybe she did... She might have been cool winning. Maybe that. she won because no one has ever heard of those other movies. <laughs> Excuse you. That's I now I remember because Kate Blanchett in Notes on a Scandal was never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never Nothing. heard of it. It's a phenomenal performance that is just like gritty and real and grimy and it's so good. It's so good and so like Here's here's my issue with Jennifer Hudson's win is that I feel like it's all based on a singular song as opposed to oh, a whole of course but, but but it was that was obviously based on that one song but Kate Blanchett will have more opportunities to win right which is so why, that's, which is, that's, that's, I feel like they took that into account like you know what but let's give it to J Hood because Kate right. Blanchett will have another is, opportunity and, and to be honest that's what they do with the supporting actress role because that was the same reason Monique won. Um, that's true. Right. That's that's somebody who shouldn't have won. Who was she up again? <laughs> Penelope Cruz in nine, Vera Famiglia in Up in the Air, Maggie oh. Gyllenhaal in Crazy Heart, and Anna Kendrick in Up in the Air. To be honest, like the Up in the Air performances were real good. They were really good. They were really good for they the they they kind of canceled each other out because they were both really good in the same movie. In what they were doing. Yeah. But here, you know, that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not, like, mad at Jay, you know, Jennifer Hudson for winning because I understand, like, the politics that go into, like, making that decision because you're right. Like, Kate Blanchett was, of course, going to get another opportunity where we have clearly seen Jennifer Hudson has never gotten another opportunity. So that's fine. But I, just, I, I have my issue only with that. I don't think you should win an award based on a singular Song within yeah. the film, like, but I she she did kill song. the song. You gotta oh. give her. She killed the song. Performance. She did kill the song. One hundred percent. Not taking that away from her. Acting. But if you if, if the award is in terms of acting, it, I wouldn't say it was there. It was like it. It was. But that's what I'm saying. Like this is not a, this is not a singing award. This is an acting award, and I don't think the acting was the best of the year. So like right. to me, like that's where I take issue with. Okay, if we have whatever choices we're gonna have, like it still needs to be the best of that year. And like, I don't think even killing a song and being amazing at it 
is an acting performance that can carry an entire film. Or it did though. If you think about Dream Girls, like you think of that it, one performance. Think about it. Right, but I don't I still don't think it was good enough to win an Academy Award. Like it's just like I don't think like why why did you know Eight Mile win best song? Like no, like it was catchy as fuck. Yeah, you know, but it's that's not, why I won. Like, this is not catchy. This is not the best song. You know, I don't know. That's true. You know, it's like it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> Okay, so this has been so funny because you guys at one point were just like yelling at each other, and I was like, "Whoa, this is great! So much honesty." Um, yeah, if you guys are looking, if you guys are looking to expand your repertoire beyond the blog, you guys would excel talking about films and TV on podcasts. It's so. true. You would. Because you guys are excelled. Because you're passionate and you have reasons and you're willing to articulate them and not a ton of people are. True. That's true. Okay, but okay. Well, thank you. Wait, let's um let's bring it back to good film hunting though for like a sec. <laughs> and let's talk about the hard ones we try to get to. What is the um what do we think is the lasting significance or legacy of Matilda? And and do you think that kids today should watch it? So, truthfully, watching the end of that movie, I, like, almost had a panic attack when the kids were, like, throwing food at the principal. So I will never show this to a child or a student of mine because... You never had a food fight? N- not at a teacher or principal. That is That's anarchy true. in a classroom. I can't handle that. I would be more on board with an It Takes Two style food fight when you're at camp. Oh, yeah. It's like fun. Yeah. Agreed, Eleanor. Agreed. But the teacher did deserve it. Okay, I'm not saying she's not a terrible person because she is, but having students overrun a school like that mm-hmm. will never be okay. It like just... Like, in my psyche right now, like, I'm stressed out about it. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, my students are going to revolt tomorrow, and I can't handle that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the last, like, the lasting legacy of this film (laughs) is. What I think I do appreciate it, uh, about it is that it's a pretty true um, it's a pretty true translation from book to film. Okay. And I think that there's something like really special like about children's stories that manage to make that leap like really almost literally like um, because kids when they read a book and they go see the movie they want it to be just like the book that they read and I think that this does that and it accomplishes that kind of like the magic and stuff that's described in the book. So I, I give it credit for that, I think for sure. Um, and I think that there, there is something to be said about understanding that not all parents are like these cookie cutter beaver, you know, like leave it to beaver, like families, like that there are like shitty families (laughs) And that it's okay to not, be, you know, not be the the family legacy to not live in like become that to 
to be your own person and to, to kind of marvel at yourself and your own strengths. So I think there's something to be said about that part of the story. Yeah. Personally. Okay. No, that's a really positive spin on it. Um, it is. For me, I think what I enjoyed the most out of it were Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito's performances. Oh. But even within, like, I think Danny DeVito is infinitely watchable for whatever reason. Um, oh. But that being said, I I would prefer to show someone him and, like, Hercules and have him be the voice actor or even... Um, if I'm totally honest, the One Direction music video for Steal My Girl. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you said. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, I'll have to send it to you. It is among the most culturally insensitive things you'll ever see. So another reason to show that would be like, what the hell were they thinking? And why, you know how like Taylor Swift right. had that one music video where you're like, what what were you thinking? Like, who was, who, because there's so many people on a music video set. There's so many people who right. go into this. And doesn't it floor you sometimes? And you're like, how at no point was like someone like, this is going to be a problem and people well, are going to get. Talking about the, sorry, you're talking about the Taylor Swift video where she films it in Africa, but there's not one African in it. Is that the one you're referring to? Yeah. Because yes, that was yeah. terrible. And so the Steal My Girl music video has an element of that because it's like one of the members of One Direction are like dancing with like bush people or something they try to do. It's weird. Um, I'll send it to you, Aaron. I'll send it. Why were you watching the One Direction video though? Um, because it's me. I'm a a 13 year old girl essentially. Um, and then also like Rhea Perlman. I would recommend watching her into Grandmother's House We Go, the um, straight-to-video movie featuring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen as children. So, while I love them, I would recommend other films (laughs) over this. I think the significance in Matilda uh, is sort of like, it puts kids in charge. Like, it lets kids know they have a voice and they have power. Uh, and this is coming from a kid who like had a horrible teacher, and you know sometimes you think like, oh, my parents are the worst. Um, and letting kids know like sometimes you can do something about it. I'm not saying it should be anarchy. It should be like let's have a food fight and let's take over our school. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But right. I feel like if we were to put ourselves back in sort of you know like a ten year old child's position, like you feel like the world is against you sometimes, or you have no control over what happens to you. Matilda is one of those movies that tells kids like actually you do. You do. I feel that. If you educate yourself and you put yourself in a position and you you have the right people around you, you can do something. Okay, I feel that. Yeah. So Respect. so that would be more about so it would be a way to show the film, but then make sure to have like that discussion element of it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to wrap up, where in the world would you go to right now if you could go anywhere? I go to England. Why? Because I always wanted to. All right. Very I'm a huge fan of the British accent. What can I say? <laughs> okay, Aaron. 
so weird right now. Who's that? <laughs> you are. Or I can oh, go. Oh, I'm next. I, uh, um, I don't know. I think that I would. I I would really like to go. Um, to uh, to South Africa. Yes. Um, because I really, it's a dream of mine to go diving with great white sharks. Um, Why? It's, it's been something I've, In a I, I just, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's, it's something I wanted to do, like, probably for, like, at least, I don't know, 10, 10 years or something. Um, and I've never, I've never done it. And I would go to Australia to do it because I've always wanted to see Australia, but I'm really, like, I'm legit arachnophobic. And um, just the spider life in Australia is, I think, too much for me to handle. Like, I've just seen too many photos and stuff of, like, insanely large spiders there that I don't oh, think well, I no. could. I, I, I honestly I would probably have a stroke if I saw one. So I, I don't think I could hang with that. So I would say I would go with South Africa because you can do the same thing. All right. Why sharks and not dolphins, though? I've I've have I've, I've swam with dolphins. I've ridden a dolphin, um, and it's it's a cool experience and stuff. But like sharks are just so fascinating. I mean, they are essentially dinosaurs. Like that's so insane. Like I'm just absolutely fascinated by sharks. I I love them. She loves I, I think shark week. I, I think they're beautiful creatures. She loves Shark Week. It's one of it's a defining characteristic of you. <laughs> I, I, I think it is. I think it is. I, I really love Shark Week. Um, I mean, I spend hours and hours watching shit on sharks. Um, I just, I love it. That's awesome. Ugh. Okay. Well, I would yeah, go- actually me like one of my favorite t-shirts, which is a Shark Week t-shirt. And it's the best. I love it. <laughs> That was, it was truly one of the best kind of, I, very infrequently are you able to like get something for someone and know that it like fits them very specifically. And so that, that is actually something yeah. I am very proud of. <laughs> like I was like, I know who yeah. wants this. I know who will love it and I know who will appreciate <laughs> it. Um, oh, okay. And you were right. It was perfect. I got it. <laughs> Uh, if I could go anywhere in the world right now, I think I would go to Fiji. And that is entirely because, so yesterday I went to Ca- Disney's California Adventure. And they changed Soaring Over California to be Soaring Over the World. And um, Fiji looks the best. And I was like, that's where I want to be. <laughs> and then they're like, they're in canoes. And I felt, I could, I, in my whole mind, I was like whispering. I was like, Moana. And I was like, I could do that. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Okay, I think if I could go anywhere, this is sound real dumb, but I've actually never been to Florida, which, like, if you're from the Midwest, is apparently, like, crazy. So I think that I would actually go to Disney World to go to the Epcot Center, because I've actually always really wanted to go. Because we had um, a Barbie video about it when we were little, when Barbie visited yes, Epcot. Yes. So I've always really wanted to go, and I think if I could go anywhere right now, it's warm there. I mean, sign me up. It is so cold in Chicago. All right. Yeah, Epcot's pretty, pretty great. One day I'll make it. One day. Aaron knows Disney yes. better than anyone in the world. 
Oh, that's right. You do. I forget that you, we have like this insider knowledge here. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love Disney world and I love Epcot because it, it feels so, it, it feels so special to be at a Disney park getting absolutely crunk. Um, there's just like, <laughs> the, like the, you know, just that combination is, is something it's, it's, it, it feels like a unique experience every time, you know, because you just, you just really go for it. Or at least I do. And <laughs> I've heard about the drinking around the world thing, which sounds fun. Yeah. It is fun. I'm usually a goner by like the second country. <laughs> this sounds this, this is like a roving podcast that we need to do. How fun would that be? Like a tour around Epcot and oh gosh. And just recording it all? It would be messy. But it'd be perfect. Perfect. Oh, all right. So might have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. Everything is perfect. This is like, like eighteen hours of like <laughs> of unedited conversation. Like you would be surprised. You might have to get highlight. You you would be surprised. Remember, Aaron? One of your favorite. I remember hearing very specifically one of your favorite things from TV theory was watching that like Norwegian boat that was just like on TV for hours in Sweden or something. <laughs> That's a thing. No, that's definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever told you that lied. I was did not enjoy the slow television. I wasn't I wasn't into the boat. I wasn't into the train ride. Um like nah. But that was not my is. that was not my speed. There's an audience for it, is what I'm saying, is that we could do it and someone would watch oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I see your point now. Yes. I, I suppose you're right then. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have things that will... Yeah, they're crazy. They are crazy. Ugh. All right. Well, this has been a blast. It um, really has. This is so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us on the show. Yeah, thank you. And everyone should go, and I'm going to put so many links up to it, but everyone should go to Dame TV Blog one word dot wordpress.com I got that right? Yeah, yeah you got it right. Oh, all right. Bye guys. Have Bye. a great Thank day. You. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.